dun, dun, dun. We're back, guys. We're back. Oh my goodness, Maureen, what a great holiday we've had. We've a, we're, we're not in down south. We are in Edinburgh, where Jen is having a very good Edinburgh. Oh, Maureen, stop it, please carry on. <laughs> Usually, I come up at this point, and Jen's lost the will to live. But this year, it's all going really well, isn't it, Jen? Usually, I have impetigo crawling up my ears, scurvy in my mouth, and tears in my eyes. And yet, this year, it's been all right, Maureen. Yes, Jen's getting a packed sell-out audiences. You think you're sold out for the rest of the run? Yeah, I think so. She is. And, uh, good and reviews? Uh, good reviews? Oh, non-stop. I won't mention the two reviews that weren't good. <laughs> But non-stop good reviews otherwise. Yeah, the two reviews that weren't good. They we don't mention We those. don't mention those. They're not important, for the rest of them have been grand. <laughs> You've had five-star reviews, haven't you? I've had two five-star reviews. And, and a four-and-a-half. I don't know what a four-and-a-half is. I mean... <coughs> sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> and um, that will mean nothing unless you're a comedian. It's a website that we don't admit that we even know about. And yet, when it gives... I banned them. Basically, what happened was, I banned a particular website. I won't mention the name, Chortle. Uh, from coming to my show, I said, You are not welcome. And then they gave me a four and a half star review and then I just retweeted it everywhere. <laughs> like you said you were welcome, you might have got that half as if I'd gone to five God, stars. What a needy, hypocritical <laughs> bell end I am. I'm not gonna judge myself, Maureen, though. I'm going to be kind to myself and say Edinburgh is a different animal and you can be needy and it's a-okay. And Edinburgh's very different when people come and watch you. Do you know what? Is that also I'm just sorry, I'm just checking the levels here. It's because we weren't speaking. We were speaking more. Oh, were we? Oh, okay. Oh, dear. Let's do automatic level control. Does that make any difference? We probably should have done this before. But we um, wouldn't really be out of sync with no, us. No, no, it's fine. Um, but Jen did manage to offend six pensioners. Six pensioners walked out of my show. She doesn't, I wasn't... Ooh. Oh! oh Sorry, something just flashed something up on the screen. Up. It, uh, yeah, so you managed to offend six... six uh, how, how stood into the show was it? Oh, they hated it from about the first 10 minutes. <laughs> I was like, I've lost them, and I never got them back. And then they left. And then they left, and were very angry for the rest of the day, I hope. I hope I ruined their day, Maureen, that's did, what I hope. <laughs> Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. Uh, oh, very good accent. Uh, da, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so did they, did they like to make a lot of noise when they left? No, they were just, just quiet it. and Scottish and livid, or English. Actually, they were English, they weren't Scottish. Um, and I knew that they weren't the right audience for me because at the bar, bearing in mind my show's at 1.45 in the afternoon, a woman was having an argument with the guy behind the bar because they didn't have a bottle cooler, cooler, sorry, cooler, it's a bottle cooler for her bottle of rosé. Who orders a bottle of rosé for themselves at 1.45 in the afternoon? Well, actually, Perhaps any, you'd seen you before. any British person in the world, I don't know why I'm saying that. But anyway, I mean, it's an, it's not like a it's not like a comedy show where you're there for like three hours. It's an hour, it's a very tight hour. You're gonna have to wham that drink a bottle of wine very quickly. So yeah, so Jen's having a very good. So I don't really know how our relationship's gonna survive. Why did we cheat? We uh, we treated up. Well, Jen treated us to uh, cocktails at Harvey Nichols. Maureen and I had a cocktail. Mine was a bit too sweet. Mine honest. was lovely. Yeah, yours wasn't sweet enough. But I had mine specially made, so it was sweet. Yeah. Really sweet. It was very nice. I think they thought mix. I wanted mine sweet, because they made me an espresso martini, which was like, ah, 
hard. Yeah. I like espresso martinis when they have no sh- real sugar in them. Yeah. And they're just coffee and alcohol and... Ah. I had a raspberry mojito. Raspberry mojito? And it was... Fabulosa. Fabulosa. Muy bien. <laughs> um, well, anyway, I'm glad that you had enjoyed your mojito. I very much, averagely, wasn't that bothered, indifferent to my espresso martini. However, it did have the effect of waking me up. Yes, that's true. So, win-win. Yeah. Lose-win. It's always good. Yeah. Because we go and see a show, so it's always good to be awake during your show. It's really nice having Maureen up. She came up, this is the final week of the festival, and so I've literally lost interest in myself, my life, my show, and <laughs> anything to do with Edinburgh. And so Maureen's come up, and she's really cheered me up. We've had lots of fascinating conversations where I've literally just had to almost punch Maureen in the face because she she's so infuriating. <laughs> What was it, that conversation we had on the phone before you came up, Maureen? Do you remember? No. So we were having this conversation. Right, okay. Before we go any further. Without mentioning names. You can't do do this. No, no, I'm not going to mention names. Maureen said, so I'm having a real quandary. I'm having an absolute nightmare. I've got a gig at this such and such club on a Friday night. And I went, great, okay. And she went, hmm. It's quite a respected club. What, one that Maureen's been trying to get into for ages. And anyway... Uh, so it's a paid gig, you know, she's in, she's in the gig, does the gig, she's in. And Maureen says to me, I don't know, because I, I was thinking I might go to Bradford, because there's like a film festival there, and I thought I might go there and, and um, watch, some films. watch some films. What do you think I should do? What do you think I should do? <laughs> and Jen, at this point, whenever I really exasperate her, there's a bit of silence on the phone while she contemplates whether we should stay How friends. is this an even... <laughs> even a quandary Maureen let's just rewind you have been given a gig in a club that you have wanted to play in for yes. years and you're like I don't know whether I should do that gig or turn up to Bradford and watch a some film films. festival and watch some films to be fair they're really good films Maureen are you a film director do you work in film do you have an association with film no you are a comedian. You have been given God, the gig that you've wanted for ages. This is how she was oh, down the phone. Should I do the gig that I've wanted for ages that I'm going to get paid for and that will guarantee me work in the future or should I go to Bradford and watch some bloody films? Weirdly, right, this was a real conflict for me but Jen managed to sum it up in a, after she did a rant like that and then it was like, no, Maureen, you're doing the gig so I'm doing the gig. Maureen's doing the gig. I think the other one was about me when I got this other gig where I was supporting somebody's brilliant. I said, oh, I think they're, only, they're booking me because I can get a few people in and she was like... Okay, so Maureen said this to me. So she's been asked by a very high-profile high 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 comedian to um, support her, whoever it was that booked Maureen. It's, anyway, suffice to say. So Maureen said to me, oh, I've been asked to support so-and-so in, in Birmingham. And I went, oh, my God, Maureen, that's brilliant, well done, blah, blah, blah. And Maureen went, yeah... I think it's they booked me because they think I can get a crowd in because I do a lot of work Which in is Birmingham. Co- and I did, I mean, I, this act doesn't need anybody to get a crowd in because so they will get a crowd in. This person can we'll get their own out. crowd in. They will, they will sell out the theatre. They don't need me. Oh, my dear God. And Jay just went, don't you think they might have booked you because you're good? <laughs> is it possible, Moy, that they could have booked you because they think you're a good comedian? Oh, do you know what, Jen? I think they booked me because I'm a Sagittarius <laughs> and I like drinking teas on Thursday. Um, I think I think they booked me because I'm a size seven in shoe. I think they booked me because I, you know, I really like German literature. <laughs> yeah, that's why they. That's how. The, that's the criteria for booking comedians, Maureen. Jen was like, no. It's not like, are you funny? Can you make people laugh? No. 
It's like, what are your connections to the local area? <laughs> Fucking hell. For a comment that's going to sell out anyway on the for basis a of a name. For a comedian that's already sold the room out. <laughs> uh, can we make sure that the support act has some connection to the local area? Yeah, that's the thing. You know what, though? When I think things, they do make sense to me. And then Jen just rips. You just rip it apart, don't you? Well, I just what I do is I use something called common sense. <laughs> And objective thought and reason. <laughs> it is quite odd because I'm. I think I'm a quite intelligent woman, but then in reality, in like practical things, I'm just not. You're I'm missing like, a cog somewhere. Yeah, you? I actually had to renounce money for a charity. They were collecting money for a charity. Charity. And I said it's a, it's a really good cause. It's a, it's to help um, dissatisfied children. <laughs> it was meant to be disadvantaged. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Good luck getting money for that. This is for some children who are really dissatisfied with their lives. All of them. Which is like every single child in the entire world thinks they could have it better. There's just some kids that are like really happy with but their... What I love is I'd really built up like it's a With really their flat screen TV. I'd really built it up at the gig. It's like a really good cause and really worthy, blah, blah. It's for... Um, anyway. Need to say the bucket was empty. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Maureen, the charity really suffered. <laughs> Absolutely unbelievable. <laughs> so, what has been happening in Bristol Land? God, well, nothing. I've just been here, haven't I? In like this goldfish bowl in Groundhog Day, trying to avoid people so I don't have to talk to anyone. Uh, we've had a lot of things where we say hello to people and we don't actually remember who they are. No, you have, Maureen. I haven't. No, there was a woman at the studio. Oh, no, yeah, let's not be like. I said, why isn't Jen introducing me to her? And it was like, well, I, I said to Maureen, next time we are in a situation where I don't introduce you, just know it's because I don't know their name. Or I've forgotten their name, or I don't know who they are, or I don't remember who they are. So back me up here. Yeah, yeah. But we always do that going, hi. And it's like, I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. <laughs> but I did know who it was, I just didn't remember their name. Oh, you knew who they were? Okay. Because I, I have usually no idea who their yeah, name yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I knew who they were. I was just like, oh. God, I don't remember your name. This is a nightmare. I did that to a comedy producer who I'd worked with like three or four weeks previously. Yeah, that's that. But you do that sometimes with comedians. Oh, I do a lot with comedians. Over a weekend. On the way here, I, uh, she said his first name. And I went, oh, Barry so-and-so. And unfortunately, no, it, was it, wasn't, Barry. it was the wrong Barry. You didn't even get the right Barry because oh, no, it was Barry Custard. Yeah, I did. We bumped in, it doesn't really matter, Barry won't mind us saying this. We bumped into Barry Ferns, and Moy went, oh, you're Barry Custard. What, ba- what Moy was trying to say was another comedian whose name is Barry Castanola. But instead of saying Castanola, she said Custard. And Barry Ferns looked at her and went, yeah, that's me, Barry Custard. And what was good was that Barry knew you were trying to say Barry Castanola, but you came out with Custard. I mean, to be fair, we were all very tired. And no, well, apparently he had met me. And, and no one was offended, and he knew who you were. Hi, Maureen. Oh, <laughs> have we met? Have we met Barry? Oh, yeah, you're Barry Custard. <laughs> it's the last week in the festival, so you can pretty much get around saying anything and blame it on fatigue. So, needless to say, what Barry doesn't know is that Maureen hasn't been at the festival. She got here two days ago. So, there's actually no excuse. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Luckily, I'm only here for another two days. I know, thank God. But I went to a Joe's show, Jen show. Who's Joe? <laughs> Joe Brister? He's a great guy. He's doing really well, did you know? He's selling out. We think he's going to be nominated. That's how well my, my, my male alter ego's doing. 
I went to Jen's show today and it was very good. Yeah, the nominations come out. Do you think you could be nominated? No. <laughs> I mean, you've asked me that before. Why are you asking me on the podcast? <laughs> Maureen asked me and I went, no, I don't think I could be nominated. And we went, well, you might be. And I was like, well, I mean, anyone. In, I mean, if you're putting it like that, anyone might be, Maureen. I mean, if you go, well, you might be. Yes. Well, I'm, I might I might be up, up for a part in EastEnders, but it doesn't seem likely. Although this is more likely as I'm not an actor, so it would be a bit weird if that happened. Well, you've been doing some acting. Didn't you do acting recently? I did. I was in a film. What, what were you playing? It was a very short film. It was more of an episode. It was 12 minutes. It doesn't matter. The point is... What uh, were you playing? What was the role? Very, diff- very different from me. Uh, an angry... Um, <laughs> very angry director on a children's TV show that was going wrong. It's, 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 a, it's a student film. It was actually, um, I thought, um, well-written script. And uh, anyway, whatever. Um... Yes, I you know there won't be any Oscars for it, Maureen. I shut there might down. be. You might get the short I film. I, I don't think it will be out in Cannes anytime soon. Um, but yeah, yeah. Obviously. Did you enjoy acting? Uh, well, you know, I don't really see it as acting in as much as it was kind of just a version of me, and I, I find playing me really easy. <laughs> I don't think I have to go, what is my motivation? How am I feeling? What am I thinking How about? How can I channel the anger? Uh, it's like, could you be angry in the scene about this? Oh, I could be angry about anything. <laughs> what do you, that chair bothering me. Yeah, I could be angry about that. What, uh, that plug socket in the wrong place. Yeah, sure, let's bring it. I can do it. <clears throat> yeah, that wasn't a problem for me. So it, it really required, it was either exasperation, frustration or anger that I had to demonstrate for the whole thing. And usually you have those just on calling me, don't well, you? Well, literally they are... <laughs> Just there on the surface every single moment of every single day. So it didn't really require... Well, I quite like playing uh, characters that aren't the opposite yeah, but of me. Maureen, you can act. <laughs> That's the difference. Maureen's really good at acting. And I, I, I've said this on this podcast before, and I'll bloody well say it again. You are a very talented actor who makes absolutely no uh, attempt... To get acting work. Yeah, to get acting work. Maureen, keep talking because I'm going to get myself a glass of water. Here, Maureen's going to take over. Right, I'm going to take over. I don't know really what I want to say because I've just been up in Edinburgh to see uh, Jen, or Joe as I like to call her. Um, we've had a few arguments, but that's normal. Uh, we've done a bit of walking. We were meant to, Joe was going to do this keep fit thing with me, but we haven't actually done that. We were planning to walk up Arthur's seat, but we've got a very good view of Arthur's seat from Jen's flat, and we've right. decided against it. <laughs> From my kitchen window. We can see Arthur's seat we really well. We see Arthur's seat every morning. And it looks quite it high. It look high. Sometimes. We met some guy who ran up the first half and then he apologised and went, yeah, he ran up the first half. We were like, what? Just like, you mentally ill. Hey, listen, sometimes in the morning there's mist up there. Do you know, that only goes up. I think it's not even mist, I think it's clouds. That's how high it is. <laughs> the other day I saw Maureen went, are we climbing up that? And I was like, oh, we fuck. <laughs> I bought some trains. Well, we could, but I just don't know when we're going to do it. Tomorrow, oh, so you're going busy. on a day trip on Thursday to... Um, I haven't looked into it. I might go to a day trip. So Maureen is abandoning me on Thursday because she leaves very early on Friday morning. Yeah. And is going... Where are you going? I, have to, I, haven't, I haven't sorted that out. I'm going to uh, Google it. But you can do day trips on loathing buses. So I'll see what there is. My cousin's coming tomorrow from Dundee. Dundee. So we'll be going... We'll be doing... I don't know what we'll be doing. Um, okay. Trying to avoid comedians, probably. Probably. You know, we've been doing that, we've been doing that pretty well in Edinburgh. Yes, that's true, because we go to places where we don't think we're going to bump into them. Yeah. We bump into the odd few. We bumped into Scott Capuro, who's very nice, with a really nice 
oh, unhealthy meal with Scott. Fair, well, Scott didn't have the unhealthy meal. Well, yeah, enough of my chips. That's true. That's good that you shared your chips. Because <laughs> normally, like I get, you, Maureen. No, because normally I can get quite violent when people start eating my chips. Oh dear, violent. <laughs> <laughs> so we had quite a nice chat with Scott. Uh, we bumped into Sarah Keyworth. She's having a good Edinburgh. Yeah, we bumped into... Anyway... It doesn't really make any cares. difference because nobody knows who nobody these people knows. are. This, I mean, unless you think a lot of comedians are listening no, to No, no comedians are listening to Absolutely this. don't give a monkey's name. Oh, and uh, Jen is going on holiday once Edinburgh's I finished. Um, do you know what's really important is after Edinburgh... Well, not even after Edinburgh. I've had, like, virtually no days off all year. And uh, so I'm going on holiday and uh, Devon. Devon's nice. For a week. Are you driving down there, presumably? No, Maureen. Uh, Hovercraft. <laughs> I've got a helicopter you hat. hat. You could get the train. No. To, to where? I don't know. And then get a bus and then get a coach and then get a motorcycle and then get a taxi. If you've been to Devon, the flipping transport system is shite there. We're driving. Uh, where, where in Dorset are you going? Or Devon even? <laughs> Mother of the Lord. We're going to Croyd. Oh, I don't know where that is. In Devon. North Devon. North Devon. Yeah. Does that mean anything to you? No, not really. I don't know why you bothered asking me. <laughs> this is <laughs> the thing. People ask stupid questions. Here's oh, some... cheers. <laughs> You're welcome. People always say to me, oh, if, if they find out I live in Brighton, this nine times out of ten, they go, oh, um, where do you live in Brighton? And I go, I think, you don't, I bet you don't know Brighton. And I go, oh, I live sort of in the north bit, uh, near somewhere called Hanover. And they go, oh, I don't, I don't know where that is. <laughs> And I think, unless I said to them, you know where the, you know the pier? That's where I live. I live on the pier. <laughs> you, know, you know the Brighton Pavilion? <laughs> I live in there. You, that's where I live. In, the, unless you say the pavilion or the pier, people are like, oh, I don't, I don't know where that is. Stop saying, stop asking me where I live in Brighton. I, when someone says to me, oh, I live in Nottingham, I don't go, oh, where are in Nottingham do you live? Because if they told me, I'd be like, I've got no fucking clue where that is. Do you live anywhere near the Jury's Inn? Because that's where I know. <laughs> you don't live between that and the Glee Club. Do you know? Anywhere? Is it between the Jury's Inn and the Glee Club, Nottingham? Otherwise, I don't know. <laughs> oh god! That's why when I went to uni, I found it really funny when all these public school boys would go. So, what school did you go to? It's like, do you know North London? Yeah. They so go. Oh, I went to. They'd be fight. Do you know Walthamstow? <laughs> Do you know, they say things like, oh, I went to that school near Slough, which of course is Eton, and you'll be, I'll be like, Slough? Like, I didn't... Oh, is Eton in Slough? Well, it's near Slough, so is that's it? their joke. Do you know what? I don't even know where, e I don't even know where Eton is. It's, it, well, it's near Slough. Oh, <laughs> Or they'd go, like, I remember one guy tried to impress me by telling me he went to rugby, and I thought he went, he meant that for a holiday, and I'm like, why would you go to rugby for your holiday? Oh, you mean the school rugby? He went to school. Where they rugby. created rugby? Rugby, yeah. Oh, dear. So, yeah, it is weird when people ask you that. What I really hate when you're a comic is when they go, what do you do for a living then? It's like this. No, no what do you really do for... It's like this. I know. What do people think we're doing? I don't know. And they go, well, no, but how do you really earn? How do you make a living? It's like this. You're in a club with professional comedians. <laughs> you pay to come in. What do you think I do? I, oh, I work in the butcher's mate. <laughs> How do, you like your, how do you like your chops? What I love, because I compare a lot, is when they come, well, you must get this, when they come up to you after the show and go, you should do stand-up, you know, because you you're really about, funny. Have you thought about doing stand-up comedy? <laughs> what do you think that was just doing, mate? No, 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 but you should try being a comedian. That is... <laughs> that's what I was doing. I was just telling no, you're really funny. I was telling James and making you laugh. You're really funny. Yeah, I know, that's what... Oh, no, you should definitely try doing stand-up. Never mind, mate. Never bloody mind. Or when they come up to you and go, you know what, you should go live at the Apollo, and you're like... 
Oh yeah, I'll just give them a ring. Hang on. What's the number? <laughs> I'll just Hello, live at the Apollo. Can I headline? Um could I <laughs> I'm I'm available. I'm available for this season. Oh or next season. Oh what just turn up. Okay, thanks. Ciao, 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 ciao. Yeah, that's how all TV works. Have you do you want to be an actor? Have you thought of ringing up the Oscars? Spielberg. Steve, Steve, is that you, mate? Yeah, I fancy you giving it a whirl. I love that Schindler's List. Bye. <laughs> if only it was that easy. Yeah, exactly. It's crying out loud. No one says that about Formula One drivers. <laughs> Do you like driving? Have you thought about Formula One? <laughs> I think we all understand that's not how it works. Like comedy, people still think, just turn up, tell Joe, she's funny, isn't it? You should meet my mate. Oh, this is the other one. You oh, you should, should meet my, my really mate, funny. Dave. He's so funny. He'd be brilliant comedian. Honestly, he's got a couple. You should talk to him. He'll give you some joke. Oh, Dave, come here. Tell her that joke you've got about the Pakistani, the lesbian and the dis... I don't want to hear it, mate. <laughs> well, I was at Top Secret, which is one of the best clubs in London, with, uh, standing at the bar, uh, the bar at the day desk box office with a, the box office woman. And this guy went, oh, she says to me, oh, that joke's really funny to me. I was like, oh, thanks. He went, um... Yeah, because I wanna, I wanna do stand up. Can I perform here? And I'm like, well, this is one of the hardest gigs to get into. It's one of the top gigs, and then he goes, "Yeah, but I'm really funny." I said, "So is everybody here?" Yeah, but I'm really funny, and he just kept going on about how funny he was. I mean, you should have said, "We've I'm, got TV comics here." I mean, Maureen, you should do what I was doing. Absolutely, mate. Um, go to that bloke there and, and get books up. Sign up today. <laughs> I never get into these discussions. I go, absolutely, mate. You help yourself. See how you get on. Um, I'm sure that's if you got twenty minutes of material. <laughs> Yeah, well, see, off you go, in front of a room full of strangers, 20 minutes, good luck with that. See if they last for two minutes before they die in their hole. I remember somebody asking me, they'd never done comedy before and they wanted to do my gig, and I went, well, I can give you five minutes. And they wrote back and went, is that all? I wrote, I've got half an hour. <laughs> like, I usually do 40 minutes. It's like when you're new, when you first do stand-up, I don't know about you, but my first five, it's a very long time, isn't it? Oh, I and, writing if it's my not, and if it's not a long time for you, I remember I had to write my first five minutes, and I wrote, I thought, well, that's five minutes. Time myself, it was a minute and a half. Well, I mean, yeah. It does, it's a, time can stand still, particularly when you're dying, don't you find that time can stand still? I don't know more, and that's never experienced <laughs> it. I've never experienced that for an hour, two Wednesdays ago. <laughs> Where... <laughs> The audience looked at me like I was having a breakdown. <laughs> and uh, um, there's a bit in my show where I pretend to hit a man over the head with a handbag for about a minute. And, um, yeah, did that to silence. <laughs> well, the whole show was to silence. It was painful. I remember a comic, Jake, uh, this guy said to me that he knew it was going to go bad when he looked at his watch and there was only 59 minutes left of the show to go. I mean, I got 10 minutes into my show and all I could think was, I don't think I can do the rest of this to you. Because if you don't like this bit, this is this is the most fun, upbeat, upbeat fun bit of the show and you hated it. Anyway, I did do a show a couple of days ago where there were, like I think, four or five lesbians at the front who I think were really enjoying it but just looked livid. I just thought, classic. They come up at the end and go, really enjoyed it. Telly face. I know I've said that before, but it, it happened again and it made me think back to the podcast where I talked about this and went, yeah, it's not a one-off thing. It does keep happening. Loved it. Loved it. Thanks very much. 
she said with literally no smile on her face, angrily with her, her fists clenched <laughs> near my face. Yeah, love to you, bitch. Yeah. So, yes, that's an upbeat Jen. I think we've done enough for this uh, week's session. So we're glad to be back. We're going to try and be, Jen, aren't we going to be more professional? Maureen, oh, we shouldn't have promised. I don't promises. think we can ever promise that. Look, all we can promise is that, is that we're here. Yeah. Or that we're back. And we're going to be... And obviously we've got Outlander coming back in November. So for anyone... <laughs> I've said... I said to Maureen, under no circumstances or any uh, would I ever watch any more episodes of Outlander you never said that I did I said I wasn't not listening doing it. probably oh god that's no bloody surprise <laughs> I'm amazed that you you have, you have any recall for anything alright oh, Joe. classic hang on a second before we before we sign off so Maureen's been in the <laughs> Maureen's been editing for about two days hasn't sp- spent a, almost every moment of the day with me or in a show and then we're, we're going up so I took. I said to Maureen, "I'm going to take you to Harvey Nicks. We're going to have a cocktail." We're going up the escalators. Maureen goes, "Oh, you'll never guess what." And then recalled an anecdote to me. And he went, "Blah blah 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 blah." And I was like, "Yes, I told you that. That's the anecdote I told you because you've been with me the entire time." And then Maureen went, "Oh, I did think that was weird. I was like, I haven't really spent any time with anyone else." Yes, I told you that bloody anecdote. Maureen. She went, oh, that's just typical. Typical, just typical Maureen. Maureen. I, don't even, I don't even remember the fact that we spent this time together and I told you the plan. I thought it was somebody called Joe Brister told me that. Joe, yeah, Joe Brister. <laughs> He's a brilliant comedian and we're expecting great things from him. His career is going better than mine. Um, but he's a, he's a knob. Joe's, uh, Joe, Joe, Joe was like, oh, just... Going up the stairs at Harvey Neal. What did they let us in the bloody bar? <laughs> in fact, they thought we hadn't paid, didn't they? <laughs> Double check. I had paid, and they went, "I'm sorry." But you don't think you paid? I don't think you paid. And when I, I went, "Oh, do I have to pay again?" I was gonna. She this was gonna is how English I am. I went, "Oh, do I have to pay again?" And I was showing my Scottish roots by going, "No, we paid." Maureen was like, uh, "I don't think so. We've already paid." <laughs> I'm so sorry. Do I need to pay again? Um, we've had three drinks. They were thirty pounds. I'll pay again. Anyway. Maureen, let's sign off. Okay. And we'll, leave, we'll, we'll discuss Outland in the next one. So, um, oh, yeah, so, so that's what... Sorry, I, I, I interrupted Maureen. We are going to be discussing the new series of Droughtlander, which starts on... November the 4th, I think. Or probably 5th in England, because it's the 4th in America. So we're a day Usually after. a day later. Okay, whatever. So, anyway, November, basically. So I'm sorry if that doesn't uh, appeal to you. Um, but... But, but bear in mind, you don't really need to watch the show to, to listen to us because we don't really remember what's but, in this but, episode. But, and also bear in mind that so far we haven't taken you into consideration in any episode that we've recorded. And can I just it's say... It's entirely an indulgent ep- uh, state of affairs, this. And somebody came up to Jen who actually watches today, didn't they? They, does, they don't watch the podcast. No, they don't watch Outlander, but they listen to the Outlander podcasts. That was amazing. There's quite a lot of people out, out there who do that. I know. We, what we've learned is that our podcast is not drawing anyone to the show. So, you know, as much as we'd like to then contact the producers of Droughtlander... And ask for commission. And ask for some kind of commission. Apparently we can't do that because people just listen to Droughtlander. And then you go, I'm not mate, watching that. Like, that sounds fucking ridiculous. <laughs> not watching that. Anyway. Maureen, come on, sign right. off. Well, something went horribly wrong there, uh, Maureen. So, (laughs) 
Very unusual because they're very highly skilled technicians. Uh, it just ended dramatically. So we're signing off again. Okay, well, it's bye from more and younger. Uh, What's me trying to be professional? Well, I don't know why we bother sometimes. <laughs> uh, goodbye.